Hey, Sean, you know what I hate? Uh, so many things. Oh, You're a pretty hateful person. This is true. I'm filled with rage. I hate when you order something and the delivery time is estimated at, I don't know, 30 minutes. And then did it you, does not take pizza 30 that minutes. showed up a little bit later. Like I, I'm assuming you're you're like I know you're a stickler for time. So 45 minutes is kind of like the, the I'm going to call time for you. Uh, I would say 45 minutes is the OK, I'm getting hangry. But uh, we ordered pizza the other night and oh. it was way too long. For it to be delivered. So much so that I could probably have had it for breakfast this morning. Do you want to know how long it took? Absolutely, I do. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene On Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Three hours. Oof. It took three hours for Pizza Hut to deliver two medium pizzas and free breadsticks. You want to know why we got the free breadsticks? Because it was three hours later? <laughs> no, no, no. Because two times previously when we ordered, uh, like two times ago, they uh, they took a little long to, to deliver. And I think that time it was may- maybe an hour, but it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, so three hours. Uh, funny thing is, I got these uh, the customer experience survey an hour and a half before I even had the delivery, like the pizza. That's brutal. So you're darn tootin'. I filled that out. Did they uh, give you a resolution yet or no? No. So I figured, okay, today is the Great Canadian Bacon Day. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a day or two before I actually hear anything. But I did check the I would like to be contacted about this situation. Um, it's like if anything, uh, you know what the thing is 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 you know I shouldn't have to wait three hours. And the delivery guy was like, "Oh, sorry for the sorry for taking so long." And I was like, "Yeah, three hours is a little much to wait for pizza." He's like, "Yeah, it's a long time." And then he just laughed. I'm like, "All right, all right, bud." <laughs> Thanks, bro. I'm a. I used to complain a little bit too much about food. We had an experience early pandemic where we were trying to order from like local restaurants, and we got the food, and our food was like burnt, like and like it was cold, and it, it took about 50, 60 minutes through skip the dishes, which is a pretty normal time. Yeah, but it just it wasn't satisfying, and they fully refunded us. Fast forward a few months later. Um, we had a delivery guy, like I wasn't overly satisfied with our meals. Like our meals were cold. There was no refund. I never really tried to escalate it or anything, but I like, I did the survey at the end of the uh, conversation. It's like, rate your food, rate your driver. Right. Nothing. And then a few nights ago, we, we ordered in, I can't remember why we were just like, oh, like I just got back from work. Uh, so did Krista. So we're like, okay, you know what? Let's let's just order some food. And neither of us have the energy today to do this, right? And the delivery driver took it upon himself to just leave it at the elevator door. So we had like, to like deliver on the main our, floor. 
Uh, well, we had to go searching for it first because the guy like like I got this notice and it was like your food has been delivered to pick up. And we're like, huh? So like we have the instruction, like knock on the door, put it on the floor and then step back. And because we're using skip, you can have contact is uh, contactless delivery. Yeah. And we look out the door. Nothing. I was like, this is weird. We get a call 10 minutes later. Like, oh, maybe he's just like delivering to a bunch of places in the building and he picked up a few orders and he accidentally skipped ours. But our house phone only rings if somebody is at the door. That's the only reason we have it. And we're like, hello? He's like, oh, I couldn't find, I couldn't remember what apartment you said on the floor. So I left it at the elevator on your floor. Uh, (laughs) So So someone could have just walked out and be like, oh, free lunch. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like firehouse subs. Not not to just advertise for a bunch of people for free, but have you had one of those? Yeah, that shit's expensive. I'd be really upset. Like we had a skip credit. That's the only reason we did it. But right. like, like I would have been upset if that fifteen dollar sub disappeared. I know. So I like I go onto the app and I'm like, food always great from Firehouse, never a problem. And then for the service, I was like, driver didn't deliver properly, follow instructions, and the food came way later. I never got a response. Yeah. So the lesson here is don't complain because then you can't complain again. Well, here's the thing. Earlier in the week, we were out doing a few errands. Essentially, what were we getting? Oh, we were looking for some lamps for uh, to put on top of my brand new game shelf. Ooh, which, why didn't you just go to Ikea and spend more time there? Because we, we didn't even think about it at the time, right? So we, we were kind of searching around. It's super hard to find lamps, like basic lamps. So anyways, um, in our in our travels, we uh, decided to stop off and get some lunch. And I had a had like a tickling feeling for some Taco Bell. You know, I know it's bad for you and it's not real meat, but sometimes you just got to punish yourself. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we went. And ordered and, and and like the drive through was the lineup was fairly long, like most places around lunchtime, but it wasn't slow like they're getting everyone through. And we get so we go park the car because we have our romantic Taco Bell lunch sitting in the front seat of our car. And, and that's like the messiest and food you could possibly eat in it, front of your well, car. Here's the problem, right? It wasn't messy because there was like practically nothing in the tacos. Now I know you've seen the uh, the picture that I tweeted out to Taco Bell. Yes, uh, I'll post it on uh, our Instagram for our listeners to see how disappointing this taco was. But uh, yeah, that was like probably the most disappointing meal ever. It was almost twenty bucks too for like for two people. It was like a two can dine meal, but still, for Taco Bell, that was probably about the equivalent of like three dollars of actual ingredients. Um, so yeah, I, I tweeted out to Taco Bell Canada and, and I don't normally, I actually had to install Twitter on my phone just to do this because I don't really use Twitter. Um, so yeah, I tweeted it out. You, you responded as well. And then, uh, Taco Bell the next day got in contact with me. They're like, can we have your contact info and like what store you went to? So I kind of explained it and I go, can we get your phone number? And I'm like, okay, I guess. So I gave them my phone number and like, okay, thank you. We'll, uh, We'll forward this on to our, I don't know, like our escalation team or something like that. And someone will be in contact with you. I'm like, yeah, you better give me some free shit. Um, so then yesterday, because of the talk or the Pizza Hut 
fiasco. And I'm pretty sure is Pizza Hut and Taco Bell owned by the same company? I believe so. Yeah, I think they are. So, uh, yeah, I, I called the store and this was I called the store probably about it. It was I want to say about an hour and a half after we had ordered. Um, and I had I, I had to call three times because the store closed at 10. So it's like quarter to quarter to 10 or 10 to I call and guy picks up and he's like, oh, are you calling from whatever street? I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> I was like. I placed an order almost two hours ago, and he's like, oh, yeah, our system online is saying, like, the wrong times. I'm like, I don't think it is because, you know, I've, I've ordered from you guys many times around this time as well. Uh, so they hadn't even started making it. They said He said that, like, their delivery driver had to deliver two other orders, and then he was going to come back, pick up mine, and deliver it, and that it would be at least another half hour. So that half hour turned into uh, another 50 minutes it was brutal so then they have the uh they have the the tracking so you can see like where the driver is after they pick it up and i have no idea where he's going i sent you a picture too right Mm -hmm. and he like drove down some dead end street turned around drove down another dead end street took like the long scenic route it was brutal it was brutal and you know what pizza wasn't even that good after all of that i felt like they just rushed it out the door but hey, you know what? At least I got another coupon for free breadsticks. So my experience with Pizza Hut, we just discovered that, like, I don't know if it was just, we haven't looked into it, but Chris messaged me one one afternoon. And she's like, I want pizza tonight, but I want like good pizza, like Pizza Hut pizza. And I'm like, I can't, I'm allergic. Like, I've just always been allergic to MSG. And when she got home, we were like, okay, let's look into other places. And Pizza Hut, I guess, changed the recipe a little bit ago because they don't have like you remember how they used to have like those weird flakes on the the crust. That would have been like the uh, the additive that they put on the top of the pizza. Oh, true. So like we we saw it and like we ended up ordering that like uh, the triple box menu or whatever. So you get the two medium pizzas, breadsticks. We're just advertising for everybody today. Uh, <laughs> we got a big cookie. Um, and what else did we get? Oh, you, we had to sub, substitute wings because they're boneless bites at MSG. I loved it. I didn't feel like crap the next day or an hour later. But like only a few years ago, we went to a Pizza Hut restaurant. I clearly told them, please, no MSG. And they did it anyways. So I was like uh, disheartened. But then I was happy. And now I'm disheartened again because it hurt your feelings. And that's never yeah. good. I just, I just want some retribution. You know, uh, I, I can give you some retribution. I, I don't know if you want my retribution or not, but I can give it to you. Um, I'm I'm scared and intrigued at the same time. What if I told you that not only is one of your favorite games coming back to life, but it's going to be available on the Switch? Or I think it's just the PS4. Oh no, it's, it's a on the as well. Switch. Come on, man. Yep. Yeah, I can say I, I'm reading the box. <laughs> but what if I, what if I told? Yeah, you already know. I already know. But well, it was a it was a pretty big announcement that uh, David's favorite game, Madden 20, is coming out to the Switch. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, David's other favorite game, Star Wars Racer, is coming out in a collector's edition. From uh, Limited Run Gaming, or Limited Run Games, sorry. 
So what do you get, David? Do you remember? Um, you get like the game. You get yeah. a a box in the shape of the N64 box for Star Wars Episode One Racer. Yep. Uh, I think you get like what an, an enamel pin in the shape of the the game cartridge. Uh, it's a it's Anakin's flag. I thought I thought it was a you. Pin. You get a commemorative non-functioning metal cartridge. I thought it was like a pin, though. Maybe oh, okay. No, I'm looking at the thing right now. You uh, get a booklet of uh, retrospective essays. You get a individual numbered cert- uh, certificate for it, and you get a commemorative metal coin. The only thing I find weird about this collector's edition is it's worth eighty nine ninety nine. I'm assuming in America. Yeah. But they show both the Switch and a PS4 version of the game. Yes. The PS4 will come in a steelbook. Yes, because the PS4, the game's coming out on both PS4 and Switch. So, now pre-orders are available as of July 10th at 7 a.m. Pacific time, and they'll probably run out shortly after. How excited are you for this? Because I know you're buying it. Yeah, I probably won't buy the limited run, like the physical copy, though. Really? Uh, you you don't want the um, commemorative cartridge? I thought you'd be all over that. You know, I like box. I would love to like, well, if I were to buy it, it would be I can't even find it on their website now. What's new? It's already gone. Um, Like they did the Star Wars Jedi Knight and Jedi Academy. And I was going to do that. I was going to buy that a while ago, but it's like $15 shipping plus the exchange rate. It just ended up being like really expensive. I, th- I think it's, I think it's cool that they're doing it. Um, I mean, a lot of people are trying to really push some of the older Star Wars stuff right now, especially with Disney trying to erase the last three movies from mm-hmm. existence after they just made them. But I, I genuinely, I saw this picture and I was like, oh my god, David is gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of. Then yeah, like I realized you're a massive, it does massive look, Madden fan. It does look pretty cool, for sure. Um, and there's been a few times that I've looked at some of these, I've seen some of these limited run game releases um, and thought like, oh yeah, that'd be really sweet. But then the the exchange is not kind right now. It hasn't been not kind to Canadians for quite some time, right? So um, it just, I know that some stores like... Um, can actually will actually carry these games because like they can order these in and sell them in store um which isn't bad but you still play the pay the exchange rate price plus markup now one cool thing is that limited run games does have a requirement for resellers that they cannot sell the game for more than ten dollars above the their price that they got it from which is cool. Yeah. Um, and they are not allowed. So here's the thing. Um, stores are not allowed to post or sell copies of limited run games on their website um, until after the uh, game has finished its run on the limited run website or it's sold out. Interesting. Or, or it's like six months or something like that afterwards. Yeah, and, it, and it's to kind of prevent, um, you know, underselling them. Um, and it's also to prevent 
price gouging online as well, right? Because if they if it's sold out on uh, the limited run website, I think there's this. I forget exactly the details. I think it's like a, there's a minimum amount of time after it goes for sale. I think it's like six months or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's to prevent um, price gouging. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to put this on Kijiji and sell it for, or like I'm going to sell it on my website, right? For, uh, you know, $45 more because it's sold out on the limited run Right. Do you do you know what product that's happening with right now? Not video games or TV related or movie related for that matter. Alcohol. Uh, really? Yeah. So there's two um, boozes that I've been trying really hard to get. Actually, three. Um, but I also know one's a lot harder to find than the other two. But um, Mike's Hard Lemonade released a Mike's Hard Blue Freezy. Can't find it anywhere. Literally, but you can see people on like Kijiji and different city groups posting like, hey, making a liquor store run. Who wants me to pick some up? And then they're charging more for it. The other one is Pink Whitney Vodka, which is the pink lemonade vodka that was done by uh, the Spit and Chicklets guys from uh, like old NHL players. Um, That's sold out everywhere. The third one that I'm very interested to taste is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Termana Tequila. But you can't find it anywhere either. And I get it. When you go to the liquor store, there's lines and it's first come, first serve. And of course, but like I literally saw a post the other day of somebody like who bought five cases of Pink Whitney and we're selling them for 15 over asking. Wow. I'm going to see if I can like, find any of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Inventory at selected stores. Check all nearby stores. Exactly. I think we should. Uh, retitle our show instead of Canadian bacon. I think we should just say this is a free advertisement. Yeah. And we'll just talk about every and all things that we want to buy, sell and trade. This is true. Um, wow. I'm saying I'm a lot. I'm sorry, guys. I am just in a Canada day mood. We're, uh, we're recording on the holiday today. We're, uh, we're about to enjoy some sunlight this afternoon. Uh, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna be heading... Sorry. It's a, a full-size cartridge? Shit. I might have to buy the physical copy of this then. David's cluing into something <laughs> like literally 10 days ago. Okay, so when, when you first showed this to me, I just kind of like, I didn't zoom in on the, uh, I didn't increase the size. I told you, it was like a, a, a replica like cartridge. I pro- Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, so the PS4 one is is a steel book. It comes with a steel book and it comes with a bunch of other stuff. That's one's ninety bucks US, which okay, whatever, cool. But for sixty bucks, you get the Switch copy, the box poster. Which you know, okay, the one thing about posters that come with games is they usually suck and they're folded. Yeah, it, it, it's the fold. It's just awful. So, do you remember game... the old Titanfall one I got? Yeah, like it was like it was rolled up and it was literally like six feet wide. That was a mm-hmm. cool poster. Yeah, and, and I think when when there's like pre-order, it's like, oh yeah, you get a poster. 
it's probably the least enticing thing for me to pre-order a game if, if there's like a limited poster or whatever because I know that's going to have like 19 folds in it. Kind of like yeah. my body after this, <laughs> this pandemic. The uh but um the worst one ding. to my <laughs> the, the worst one to my re- uh, recollection would be when I bought the Grand Theft Auto 5 collectors because you were supposed to get a poster of the land right and it was like like, a map right yeah they didn't even fold it into the bigger box the collector's edition came into they folded it into the steel book yeah just ridiculous sorry i digress my complaints are real though so david's gonna buy this game that we all thought and knew he was gonna buy i don't know maybe maybe not depends on what the uh Depends on what the disposable income is. If if I get my refund from that Pizza Hut order, then yes, that's the <laughs> deciding factor. That's the that's the deciding factor. Does, does this also not make you think about what we've been talking about for episodes previous, like continually? We know that there may not be a Nintendo sixty four mini coming out. We know that it could happen. We don't know. Like it's just it's so up in the air. But what we'll, we're starting to think more and more and more is we're going to see a lot of digital versions of 64 games arriving. Uh-huh. And although they're not saying like you can, you can buy this digitally. You can also buy it physically in the cartridge, but that's another backwards compatible game that they've remastered. I think, like, uh, I think part of the star Wars game though, is that they have brought already they brought Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Academy, and over. Those were two huge, huge, and very popular uh, games on uh, p- old school PC and consoles. And Episode One Racer was a big one on on consoles, right? I could see them maybe bringing next next bringing um, Rogue Squadron and remastering that. I would be totally down for that. Could you imagine though if this is just like? another crack in the wall that we think is Nintendo trying to hide their plans. I mean, a lot of people have July 16th as a marked date on their calendar thinking Nintendo's going to announce something crazy. So I, I we... the only problem, the only problem with this is that um, this, the star Wars games are done by Asp aspire games or whatever so it's not that it's not that nintendo itself is doing this it's um as as i don't know how to pronounce it aspire a-s-p-y-r asper uh sure. they are the ones that were kind of doing the remaster and they remaster a lot of games they actually are prominent a prominent developer for porting games over to the mac in the early 2000s to mid 2000s. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if this is nece- necessarily a Nintendo doing uh, because the game's also coming out for PS4 as well, right? So, but you know, I think the sale of these older games, um, if they are sex super successful, might entice Nintendo a little more to move forward with uh you really think nintendo needs the enticing though like nintendo knows yeah, they, they could do. just be like 
see, that's the thing is Nintendo does know. They know that they literally could print money by releasing um, a collection on the Switch of a bunch of N64 games. They they absolutely 100% know that. But Nintendo also is very stubborn when it comes to releasing things. They will push and release a, um, a remake of a Wii U game and sell it as a brand new game and act as if the Wii U game like never existed, right? Like Donkey yeah. Kong Tropical Freeze. Great game, by the way. But, you know, the remaster, they added a few things. They added another character and some levels and stuff like that. But, you know, the game shouldn't have been sold at the premium $79.99 price point. Um, Nintendo absolutely knows this, that if they were to release an N64 games on the switch like they would sell like hot cakes before the hot cakes are even finished cooking before they're That's even true. hot right faster than but, a mcdonald's hot cake free advertising yeah um so the problem is is nintendo is just stubborn there is uh, an example um earthbound also known as mother in japan um mother three which is the third game in the series was made for the Game Boy Advance, there was huge, huge outcry from fans in Europe and North America to have Nintendo localize that and bring it over. Nintendo just didn't in general. Um, and actually, it, was, it had to be a bunch of fans that actually translated the game. This was years ago, but still, it's a, a single example of times when Nintendo just absolutely refused to bring something over to North America. Um, there was actually recently, there was a, um, a statement from Nintendo finally addressing or acknowledging that they have an issue with the joy cons. Right. And they said that yeah. they're very sorry. You, have you seen this, the, the statement in a, in a nutshell, they said that uh, they're sorry uh, they acknowledge that there's an issue with the quality of the Joy-Con, but they cannot comment any further because it's undergoing a currently undergoing a civil suit or whatever. <laughs> so literally, Nintendo is like, "Oh yeah, we're sorry," but then not do anything about it. Which is why I think they're going to drop something. Timing's always key. Timing is everything. Speaking of timing, did you catch the last? minute and a half of uh, what is considered to be one of the weirdest Dr. Disrespect twitches or streams in recent memory? Uh, TBH. I have never really watched Dr. Disrespect. So I know I, who I he will... is. He wears a wig and has a mustache, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's been involved in some scandals and we're, we're not here to talk about um, what he may or may not have done with his wife. Um, him and his wife seem to be very happy together. What? Now she... <laughs> you just um, dropped this on me. I didn't even know we were, what that... I thought we were talking about something completely different, and then you dropped Well, the, it, it, it's all together. Um, okay. So, essentially, there are rumors going around right now that... Um, well, I guess, I guess this part isn't a rumor. Um, Dr. Disrespect has been permabanned from Twitch. He has been banned previously. He was, um, in previous years, uh, involved in a cheating scandal 
which has since been rectified. There are, I guess there are rumors out there that they tried to make it like pay to make it go away. Um, him and his wife are, are very happy and satisfied right now. She actually has, uh, his full support. You can, if you know who she is, she's Mrs. Assassin for Dr. Disrespect. Um, that's her Twitter handle and stuff. But, uh, it was a very bizarre minute and a half. I caught wind of it because I was watching another stream. Um, like I usually do while I'm on my, my exercise bike. I watch a lot of Warzone videos or kind of whatever. And everybody started talking about this. They're like, oh my God, respected what? And like the guy, I, one of the guys I watch named Tim the Tapman plays with them sometimes. And they started talking about this and then people started kind of popping offline. And he was doing, uh, he stayed on a little bit later than he was going to. He just finished some, some war zone games with some people. Then uh, he took a question from a fan do, in and asked me, uh, I guess uh, they're called just chatting on Twitch. Right, yeah. And uh, they were talking about Dr. Disrespect doing a video with uh, Roblox Hide and Seek, which that game looks funny as hell. It looks ridiculous, but it looks funny as hell. Like when you get adults playing that game. Yeah. Um, so you have like these childlike voices in the background because these people are like hamming it up for the Roblox video. And then he just kind of like pauses and his demeanor is just like, we're going to get through this. We'll figure it out. I want to thank everybody for being here today. And then just before he clicked off, he's just like, fuck. And that was it. Some people like there's rumors out there that there's a criminal investigation again with him and it's just been shut down. There's like, I I can't stress enough that nobody knows information about this except people close to the situation. And everything is very tight lipped. The one leak that came out that is interesting and could be a breach of his Twitch contract, and this is why this is happening, is the rumored, um, I guess, collaboration between himself, Shroud, Ninja, Google, and creating a new streaming service that I think would ultimately replace YouTube gaming. Um, but we don't know really what's happening and what's going on. And like for us to speculate, isn't exactly fair either. Um, again, I don't know him personally. Neither does David. Uh, we can't even pretend that we do. I've watched some of his work. I've watched more than David like for sure has. Um, I think he's a really entertaining streamer. I think there, like with this new Twitch movement that is happening right now, there could have been, so some of his more controversial stuff coming back and biting him in the ass. Like just some of the comments he's made either um, derogatory towards women or um, maybe calling males, females names, stuff like that. There's a lot of, there's a really big push right now with the me too effort and just trying to clean things up on Twitch a little bit more with discrimination and all, all out just being a decent human being to people and um, like he has been known to rub people the wrong way, but he still has one of the biggest followings on Twitch. People are very concerned as to like what's going on. Um, if you follow articles or anything about him, like people are just constantly updating, like no information today. What can we do? It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting time out here, especially with mixer dying. And then this happening, I mean, timing is everything, but he did not look, 
or sound happy when he logged off, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's interesting that this is all kind of happening all at once. Um, it, it, it's kind of like what we talked about last, last week on our previous episode. Um, I kind of don't really care too much about big, big name streamers. Right. Yeah. But the fact that, um, you know, mixer shut down, this happened. Uh, there's rumors going around that he was in talks with, uh, who was it? Ninja and shroud and Spotify and Spotify. Um, to, because there was uh there's rumors that there might be another streaming service or or yeah streaming service coming from another uh big named company um so like all of this is kind of happening all at once and we know that there was some drama going on with him previously so is that somehow being dug up again and brought back into light to kind of silence him on the other stuff that he was doing. I know that there's some legal issues going on with some of the other stuff between um, Twitch and him and some of these other streamers because of um, some of the, the back backroom conversations they've been having. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's an interesting situation. Things are progressing, but no one knows anything really, like you said. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's this whole, movement to clean twitch up and make it more pg or pc sorry um but some of these some of these uh streamers they they have their following because uh like like you said dr disrespect you know he has been known to use incorrect terms when referring to people um derogatory statements stuff like that right which, yes, I would say, and I agree, you know, it's it's not acceptable. But that doesn't mean that, like, he has created this persona online. That's his character, right? And clearly, he's got the following that people enjoy that. they That's what they come to expect from him. So now that uh, it, I think we are in a tipping point, especially in the online gamings and online communities and streaming services where you literally can't say anything that someone might maybe possibly take offense to. Um, I just found out recently that, and this isn't with video games, but with the tabletop games, apparently Dungeons and Dragons is redoing or renaming something like that. Uh, orcs and some other uh, creature in in the the Dungeons Dragons, yes, in the realm, because uh, people find it offensive because they are thinking orcs are slaves or uh, re- referred to as slaves or some something like that. Um, I know that you can no longer if if you're doing like a battle royale mode and stuff like that. Like some people do that where you know gladiators, right? They usually have their owner right like the the movie gladiator remember that kurt russell no that wasn't kurt russell gerard butler no that wasn't gerard Gerard butler was it russell crowe i can't remember russell crowe you know he was a slave uh he had an owner and he was 
forced to fight in the gladiator battles. Now, people who are doing gladiator or like battle royale type games in their Dungeons and Dragons, if they're streaming, they are not allowed to say like their owners. They're not allowed to like people are getting offended if um, they refer to in this fantasy world as, you know, someone being owned or a slave or whatnot. It, it doesn't mean that these people playing this game, that is what they believe in. Right now, like I can't speak for everyone. And some people are very good at hiding that, that, you know, dark side, but we are progressing into a time where literally you have to tiptoe on everything you do online because someone somewhere is going to be offended by it. And I'm sure, you know, like, Someone might be offended by what I'm saying right now, right? Like to some extent. But the that yep. thing is, is where do we draw the line when we, you can't get everyone, you can't make everyone happy, right? But this also doesn't mean that we should be limiting the entertainment. There needs to be a like a, a line that people realize that something is fictional. And I think this is the problem with Dr. Disrespect is that he's created this like I said, he created this persona. He created this fictional character that he plays online and it is now turning into it. It's affecting his personal life. It's affecting other people's personal lives and it's getting him into legal trouble. Uh, and, and maybe this is what it's progressed to, right? Like maybe we, like I said, we don't know, but Twitch coming down on streamers for stuff like that is, um, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot more. Uh, yeah, I, it's. You, you're right. I think right now, until we know more information, like it's still pretty unfair for us to speculate. But there is that growing sense of this could be a publicity stunt, and his demeanor change and his expletive yelling had to do with the fact that he might have been caught. And if maybe he had a contract brewing with Google or something and it kind of like got out, maybe that affected his terms and conditions with Twitch. We don't know. Maybe. Um, I do want to touch on Google and Spotify as a whole. I'm thinking, I was trying to think back earlier today. Was it Songza that Google bought and put it into its Google Play Music? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, because eight tracks was like it was it was weird because it only had certain music on it, but Songza was just curated music from the internet, so you could make playlists or other people could make playlists, and that's just how it worked. But Spotify, I believe, uses that same algorithm as well. So like you can have like songs to chill list or songs to like um drive to and stuff. Right. I'm trying to. Oh, yeah, so it's it was discontinued and now is part of Google Play Music. Could you think of the possibilities if, like, is Spotify its own company or is it owned by? Spotify, I believe it's owned by its own company. It might have Could some you imagine company if, that's generic. If they got their hands on gaming. Yeah, Spotify is from Stockholm, Sweden. Yeah, they're their own company. Like. Spotify right now has the ability for you, depending on what playlist you play, you pick to watch a music video just while your phone's streaming. 
It also does like those lyric things. It gives you information about songs. It's a lot of stuff. If Spotify all of a sudden had a gaming platform. Huge. Like Spotify is just getting like, more so than they were originally into like building platforms for podcasters and news outlets. If Spotify jumps into the gaming ring, look out. Especially if they buy an interface or they have already created their own interface for something, I can see it being very, very lethal. Yeah. Like, like they're Apple's biggest competition for music. Google doesn't need, like, I don't even know five people that have Google play music on their phones. You know I know one. Me. I have Google so play two. music. I've been using it since forever. I stopped using it when I realized Spotify was better. Yeah, see, I, I, I use it because when it first came out, you could upload your music library and have access to that. You still can. Um, and then also the family plan at the time was perfect because it sh- not only did you share um, your music library or your, your music subscription, you can also share like apps from the, like, the Play Store and um, movies and stuff like that, right? So it worked for me. But now Google is killing... Um, they're, they're working to kill Google play music and switch over to YouTube music, which is terrible. So once that happens, I might actually end up paying for Spotify. Like this is coming from somebody who has an iPhone. Spotify is better than iTunes music. The only reason I have Apple music is because I got a really good deal on it and it has some songs and albums, mainly soundtracks from movies that you can't get on Spotify because there there's there's some music that didn't cross over the time barrier very well so there's like um some soundtracks for movies like american wedding as an example right it has apple exclusive stuff but if you look up the the album on spotify you only get like five or six songs so it's definitely interesting Mm -hmm. i think um if if spotify were to start a streaming service um they would be able to capture a huge new market, but then also implement it into their Spotify music service um, and kind of pull a, like a Twitch prime type thing, you know? So if you subscribe to Spotify, they could probably like, they could add specific perks just for subscribing to Spotify and connecting to um, game streams and stuff like that. Yeah, it'd be really, really cool. And but it'll be interesting they, because they, if, if they do, right, they don't necessarily have to deal with um, creators in the sense, in the same sense as, um, you know, Twitch or Mixer did or Facebook Gaming or even YouTube has to. Um, it's, a, it's a whole new world when it comes to kind of managing and moderating live video streams. Yeah. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting how that goes. And I know that, uh, I, I don't know if this is a good time to talk about it. I know that someone is, um, I, well, we've talked about it before. Um, the, what are they called? They're called like titty streamers or something like that. Booby streamers. Booby streamers. You know, people, girls, primarily. Sometimes, you know, like there's large men that do it as well. Um, <laughs> but they they play their games and they wear scandally, scandally, whatever it is. What is it? Scandally, scandally clad clothes. Scandally clad clothing. Um, 
and or they don't even play games they just kind of like dance and like talk and stuff like that and the the they are kind of like the i don't know how to explain it they're they're like e-girls right yeah um so it came to light just the other day um that someone is suing twitch because he <laughs> it's funny Okay, I'm just going to read the the introduction and statements of facts. So so there's this whole the whole um Oh, have you scrolled down on this document? Uh no, I tried to stay away from a lot of it because I it like I got I got the main things, but yes, go ahead. I just started scrolling and there's like actual explanation like <laughs> in okay wow so anyways uh this is the description for why twitch is being sued right now uh the plaintiff has been a twitch prime and turbo subscriber for years now whom also suffers from depression ocd panic disorder agoraphobia and crohn's disease all because of these maladies that i'm not even joking it says and because of these maladies he heavily relies on the internet for oh wait what is that that's not the, like the <laughs> that's something else isn't it yeah that's hold on because uh, there's like the oh it's a, a disease or ailment but also milady is what's you know the fedora guys You're like hello milady yes anyways so i thought that was funny all because of the these miladies he heavily relies on the internet for all of his entertainment purposes as many others Due during this difficult time and due to COVID-19 pandemic, many people have to stay home for entertainment and are quarantined themselves, including the particularly vulnerable children. As for the plaintiff, he only leaves his house for blah, 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 medication, stuff like that. Uh, this is where it gets interesting. The uh, plaintiff suffers from sex addiction due to his obsessive compulsive disorder that makes him obsessed with sex and compulsions. Twitch has extremely exacerbated this condition by displaying many sexually suggestive women streamers through which Twitch's twisted programming and net coding make it nearly impossible for the plaintiff to use Twitch without being exposed to such sexual suggestive content. So essentially um, this. Okay. Here's, here's some more. Um, Subscribe, donate, or play bits to these women who are only streaming with the sole purpose of taking advantage of such disadvantaged individuals who just want to watch video game streams through Twitch, but then are enticed to spend money on these women for attention and sexual innuendo the streamer may do when donated to, i.e. blow a kiss into the camera, make sexual ASMR noises to entice the sexually addicted viewer to donate more, etc., etc., blah, 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 blah. So this is interesting because... Um, I don't think this would have come out a while ago. It came out, right? yeah, it, it came out at an interesting time. Yeah. Um, so this is clearly someone who, and, and I don't want to make light of this person's, a specific individual's uh, personal, uh, mental, and physical disorders, right? That's not what this is about. Uh, the fact that they are using Twitch as an escape and Twitch is now kind of their algorithms. And it's true, you know, like any, anywhere you go, I'm sure if, if you were to um, 
just in your general web browsing, you'll start seeing posts about um, or advertisements about, you know, Mike's hard lemonade. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Twitch's algorithms kind of force these kind of things on there, but it's also based off of what the viewers previous um, view histories is. Right. So clearly this person has watched some of this stuff. Um, and then Twitch is just saying, okay, thinking this is what you like and this is what we're going to feed. So who's in the wrong here? Well, and maybe not wrong, but like who is, who is responsible for fixing the issue? Is it Twitch or is it this individual? Should this individual be going to seek out help for his, uh, the problems that he's dealing with? Or is it on Twitch to cater to this individual and other individuals in similar situations? Kind of like how Twitch is and other gaming companies, like I'd mentioned, are cutting or, or you know, putting the ban hammer on derogatory terms, things that would easily offend. Does this count? This makes Twitch a ton of money, this kind of stuff, booby streamers. Um, but now there is actually a lawsuit going against twitch for this stuff um and it's it's interesting i i wonder um if this will either turn into something or if it will uh turn like just be kind of hidden you know like turned away well with under if i under the rug right so if i may i think just kind of reading through some of this, I, I tried to plow through it as fast as possible while you were explaining it. I don't think he's going to win. True, truly based off the fact that like, like, and th- this is based off other conversations I've had about the Twitch platform. And I'm involved in a Twitch group, not saying that I am part of the Twitch community, but it was something I was interested in at the time. I never deleted it, but <clears throat> the community conversation and outreach is very important in there. Yes. And a lot a lot of people like they like the Twitch community I'm part of um has a very big rule like if if a girl for, for or male for that matter but if a female posts a po- uh picture about their stream saying like hey guys I'm going live give me a follow join a raid whatever and they're wearing a shirt that's a little bit more revealing if anybody even comments on that being like oh you're just looking for attention with your boobs they're just eliminated like they get a warning and then they get banned. The the person Which who is, commented or the person who posted yeah, the stream. The person who commented because the the feeling in the Twitch group is that everybody should be able to express themselves freely and it should be a safe community and environment. Looking at some of the girls named in this, like I've heard of quite a few of them being in this community for as long as we have. Mm-hmm. Um I know as like the the first one who's listed, um, Twitch streamer Amaranth. She's been banned a few times off Twitch for violating rules. She's adjusted, she's fixed, and she's moved forward. She's also a very big um, advocate for like Patreon. She is like I'm not defending her because I know her, but I just like I looked up a few of these names while you were talking. She does a lot of mo- like modeling on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And if that's what she chooses to do with her time, there's no difference that with her making money using whatever means she'd like versus like somebody who might be in another industry. 
if she's making money and like she's also part of the just chatting platform she rarely plays video games if i do according to an article i'm looking at right now or if she does play video games it's usually like just dance games but she's not playing a lot of games you have um st peach or what used to be lisa peachy she like she got banned from twitch a while ago mainly because she is like she's really wild on camera and she got caught doing something that was incredibly inappropriate because her camera was still running and she had no idea or so she says she used to be really heavy into like the call of duty games and the um i want to say she was a PUBG streamer for a while mm-hmm. so like she was actually playing video games so looking at this gentleman's argument there's a difference between those two streamers alone if you're searching out PUBG and she comes up as one of the streamers and you choose to watch that stream because in all honesty, when you log on to Twitch, it gives you five suggestions up at the top that are all family friendly. Um, today, if you go on to Twitch, I believe the algorithm gave me, um, there's somebody live streaming Pokemon shows all day. Um, there's an asteroid a day science and technology show. There's some people playing chess and the last live one is CSGO which I'm assuming is because I watch a lot of CSGO. See, yeah, I got a chess one. Two people talking about science. Oh, it's the same for everyone. Yeah, so that saying that the Twitch algorithm is, like, you barely use Twitch, and I use Twitch almost daily. So saying that that algorithm is uh, expressively, like, just shooting things into his view will be, I think, something that could be easily defunct. Um, the other thing too, is like, if you're searching by game, you have the choice of who you want to watch. Mm-hmm. The top streamers are always going to be posted at the top, the people with the biggest crowds, but to go find some of these girls, you either have to type in their names or you have to go to like the just chatting area. Yeah. And I, and I think what the, this, this, our, their argument is, is that, you know, they, they can't control their they have ocd and sex addiction right so they are being they're actively seeking it but and and that's what i was saying who's who is responsible for for dealing with that is it the individual or is it twitch and and i think it's the individual i i I think many people would agree um that and and this is where we are so like i said everyone we have to tiptoe because you're going to offend someone with something. Someone's going to, and, and this I think is just an extreme, um, an extreme case where this person doesn't necessarily want to deal with their their problems in a constructive way that they are hoping to get a, a quick cash payout. Yeah. Right, and that's what but- a lot of people do is like they'll sue. And it might ne- not necessarily go anywhere because they'll just get a, a, a payout to shut up. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And like, I'm just looking at another streamer here. Um, I just like I clicked out on one of their articles and essentially they do like they do it just chatting. And if they receive X amount of donations or subscriptions, then they will play just dance for like an hour. So that's kind of like their thing. So I think what people also have to remember here, and I'm not advocating for it one way or another, but this is also their full-time job in most cases. These girls, mm-hmm. or, or men for that matter, are spending their, their time eight hours a day streaming their life. Whether that be, like I've seen 
all day workout streams. Like it's just trainers like showing you their everyday life. People like are are we saying like you can't sexualize like a physically fit trainer, either male or female? No, you can't. So it makes me so, feel hurt because I'm not but, physically fit. But Twitch doesn't have the authority unless they turn this into a proper business where everybody yeah. has to wear like Twitch stuff. Yeah. Right. And like even they, if you look at in order to stream, you know, you have to adhere by these strict rules, and they have to have literally it has to be, um completely completely tight in the sense that there could be no uh variation you know what i mean like yeah no misbranding no tattoos mm -hmm. like if you if you have tattoos they have to be below your t-shirt level you can't stream in your apartment if you are or your house if you're not wearing a t-shirt um you're allowed to wear a twitch sweater you're allowed to wear a twitch hat like you have to wear just twitch stuff you can't wear anything else and I don't think Twitch is in a, a financial position to do that because then they're going to have no money because some of the people making money on their streams are wearing branded stuff from other companies. Mm -hmm. Like there's um, one guy I enjoy watching every once in a while. He always wears um, Taco Bell, but uh, whatever food um, I'm mad company at Taco is sponsoring right now. <laughs> I know whatever food um, company is sponsoring him that day. Like he'll wear their t-shirt for a part of their stream and then he'll get up and go to the washroom and he'll come back with a new shirt. So like he'll have like a Dell shirt on for his first quarter and then he'll be like Chipotle. And it's it's very it's very different. But like if you take away the ability for people to express themselves or who they are, mm -hmm. that that eliminates the platform completely. I'm not saying that this gentleman is wrong or that he's right. I think the lawsuit is an attempt to take advantage of a situation that's going on in the world. I, I just I can't I, I can't confidently say with full authority that he won't win. But there is a like if you saw the top of the um, the the the, uh, the the document, it it literally or sorry it clearly demands that it is this person versus Twitch of Amazon Inc. and they're demanding a trial by jury. Yeah. That's the first thing I noticed. So like, he's not hoping, like, I think they know that this isn't going to win if it's like him versus Twitch right? without, without, yeah, with just the judges. So they're hoping that they're going to get a jury in people who have, and I've been on a jury before. It's, it's not fun. This would actually be a, probably a pretty fun case to be a jury for. Um, but you know, you have people from all walks of life, all opinions, all interests, right? So I think they're hoping that if they get a trial by jury, that they are going to potentially be able to sway some of those more conservative people, right? Um, into siding with the plaintiff. So but I think they're also banking on 12 people being from a generation that would find this to be inappropriate and, and offensive. Essentially. Yeah. And, and that's not going to happen. Guarantee that's not going to happen. But um, this, this trial as well in that case could probably go on if it does go to trial um, could go on for a very, very, very long time until you can get everyone on the same page and an agreement on whether or not, you know, Twitch is in the wrong. And at the at the end of the day, you're also looking at the fact that Twitch isn't the only place that these people, male or female, can go. Um, I I didn't realize this because I always thought Patreon was mainly used for um, 
a specific type of person like who wants to sell their photos to make money. But Patreon's also used for like our podcast could have a Patreon where we could be selling um, digital images or different, different items. Yeah, like I I, did, I thought when I first learned about Patreon, I thought it was just where like people like and it's huge in the TikTok world. If you scroll through people, they're like um, sometimes it'll show in their description or like 18 plus Patreon question mark. And then they give you a link to their Patreon. Weird. See, and that's right. Things, like the, the Patreons that I have seen are usually based off of uh, like hobbies or interests that I've been pursuing, right? Whether it be 3D printing or board games or um, like just art stuff or whatever it might be at the time. Yeah, um, blueprints are huge on uh, like Patreon. A, yeah, big thing for like 3D models. Um, like there's a lot of people that create um models for 3d printing either it be tabletop miniatures or uh, like terrain for tabletop games or even um just like anything in general right that can be modeled in 3d instead of giving it away for free on websites like thingiverse or my mini factory and stuff like that um they have the, these things on their patreon so like they'll, they'll still make stuff for free and post on these other websites where you can get it for free but then they also have like oh okay my better work or more premium stuff is on my Patreon. And that's pretty much what I've seen. Actually, until you have mentioned it, I haven't really even noticed, you know, adult stuff on Patreon in general. I, I just didn't yeah. really think about it. Yeah. And the only, like, that's the other thing too. Like the only reason you know about it is because you look into it. Like I was helping a friend get their Twitch up and running. They're like, oh, you've done it before. And like they were asking some of the people who used to do the the next episode stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of went back and forth with it and told them a little bit about everything. And we started researching what Patreon could do for him. And if you search Patreon, just like unlogged in. If you don't like I don't have a Patreon account, but this is how we learned this so quickly is it shows you a wide array of everything if you're not logged in. It is what it is. I think the way things are now and the way things have been, I don't think it's up to anybody to take away the rights of anyone to have the ability to express themselves the way that they would like to. And that is the most honest opinion I have. If you mm-hmm. want to express yourself and you want to sell pictures of your knees, sure. Do what you got to do if that. Wait, is there a market for buying pictures of knees? Because I have two. I have two knees. Literally, I picked the most funny (laughs) appendage of your body. Well, that's not the funniest appendage of my body. But do you know what I mean? Like my elbow. Somebody wants. If somebody wants to sell stuff, let them. Yeah. Because they'll go bankrupt if they don't. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if that's what makes you happy and that's what makes you money, then we are like, we are very non-judgmental. The only people we are judging currently is Microsoft because it looks like they're running out of money. Microsoft has shut down Mixer and all of their stores in the last seven days. Or maybe they, they're not, it's not because they're running out of money. It's just because they, they don't want to invest in things that aren't making them money. Doesn't this remind you a little bit of like when PS like Sony launched the PS4, everybody's like, Sony's broke. They're bleeding money. Sony's broke, bleeding money. And then they had an amazing launch. Mm-hmm. Microsoft was just like, 
nobody buys shit at our stores anyways. Let's shut down all 72 North American locations. Yeah. You could get some good deals in there if they actually had it in stock. How, what was the last time you remember buying something in a Microsoft store? Never. Because anytime I went in there, they didn't have what I wanted. Or I re- it was just priced ridiculously high. I've gone into a Microsoft store twice in my life. Twice. That's it. Once I went to go buy an Elite controller before I bought one and they didn't have any in stock. The second time was for five whole minutes I was really interested in buying a Surface because I saw a commercial. And then I played with it and I was like, I'd rather stick to a regular laptop. That's it. That's the only times I've ever been in a Microsoft store. Yeah. I went in once to get a free poster for The Mandalorian. Uh, And yeah. Their big market was birthday parties, man. The Microsoft store at Yorkdale Mall, if you've ever walked by that store, would always have a line and people be ready to play Fortnite. And they had like the streaming booths at the front of the store. So you could actually jump on the computer and play a stream game. They had a lot of cool looking stuff, but it just, I don't think that kind of store survived. Uh, It always reminds me of every time you hear like of a tech store that goes down, you remember the rise and fall of the Sony store? How yes. cool it was. Yeah. And it, like that was a cool store in the mall. It was way ahead of its time. TVs on the right, TVs on the left, video cameras in the middle. You had like a home entertainment center in the back. You had your PlayStation 3 out on display. You had like it was all and Sony. Everything. Everything. Crazy. Yeah. And I like my, my favorite memory of a Sony store ever. And this is actually like I know. You shouldn't be like, oh, my favorite memory of a Target. But uh, it was... I have some good memories of Target. It was an Olympic Games. I think it was in 2006, I want to say. Uh, I was in Toronto um, with some friends. We went down for the day. We were we went and did a bunch of stuff. I think we were going to a hockey game later that night. But we went to the Eaton store, Center. So we went in the morning, and Canada was playing Russia. It was like the second period, and we... We were just like, oh, you guys are playing the game? They're like, yeah, people have come and gone. If you guys want to sit for a while, no big deal. So we sat down in the front, like in the the back. I, I don't know if you remember how the stores were kind of shaped. They were like a rectangle, and then they had, they had that semicircle at the back Yep. with their like home entertainment areas. By the end of the third period, Canada lost this game. or I believe they lost in overtime. But by the end of the game, it was myself my two buddies and then like 30 other people packed into this tiny room watching this hockey game. It was air conditioned. It was great. <laughs> it was so fun because everybody like it brought everybody together and nobody bought a single thing afterwards. No, because it was a Sony store. Everything was <laughs> yeah. highly overpriced. I think I, I bought some stuff from, there was a Sony store in the West Edmonton mall and they were on their liquidation clear out. I bought, um, two ps3 or no about three ps3 controllers for they were 20 bucks each the airport probably loved you and your carry-on what, what do you bring them back uh there's some, some controllers uh, well, how many was, uh, like three i i was it was a domestic flight they don't care yeah but still like you're yeah. just br- you had yeah. to buy extra luggage to bring everything back pretty much uh yeah and i bought some other stuff like i bought like a playstation like a ps vita tv thing which I used for a little bit and then stopped using because it was kind of stupid. Um, yeah, I, and I think I think a big thing is like Microsoft built their 
Microsoft Store to compete with the Apple Store. But when you go into the Microsoft Store, there was like a lot of Samsung products. There was a lot of Microsoft. There's a lot of Acer. Like the thing is, because Microsoft, their own the only line of products that they make themselves is like their their Surface tablet and like their Surface Book, right? And so the if, Xbox. And the Xbox. So if they were to just have that, it would literally be like two things because they got out of their 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 phone market, right? So you go yeah. in and you're you you get other stuff. So it's it's not really a one stop shop for Microsoft products because you know um, you buy a Samsung item there. Well, now you have to deal if you have a warranty problem, you have to go to the Samsung store. You have to deal with Samsung. You can't go back to the Microsoft store, right? The one advantage of the Apple store is that it's all Apple products. Like they do have some third party products, like um, let's see and stuff like that, like hard drives and like some other um, professional. Um, devices and whatnot but you can still like for the most part 90 percent of the things in there you can get service from apple but also when you go in there majority of the time the people in there are either waiting for a um what are they called an apple like apple expert person yeah i think they're they're just called repair microsoft repair people no no like in the apple store oh apple genius apple genius majority of the time when you go in there people are either having something having service done on one of their Apple products or waiting for service to be done on one of their Apple products. Right. That's why yeah. it's always so busy. And like, they have all those plays, people going there. I draw penises and stuff like that on, on the tablets and whatnot. And then I run away and laugh like a little girl giggle. Angela hates it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so your TTP is pretty quickly or pretty quick. Oh yeah. My TTP is like, I, I go in, it's like 30 seconds, scope out the area, and then boop, done. Um, but but the Microsoft store, you know, I'd go in there, and there'd be people kind of like playing video games and stuff like that, kind of people browsing, but it was never busy. And I think it's because if you need service, and that's, that's the thing is like a lot of times people go into a store, they buy it, they go home. If they have to have any warranty or technical support, it's either done online or on the phone, or they have to go to a respective, like dedicated store for that. Microsoft store doesn't really have that. I think if Microsoft had branded with Samsung and had the Microsoft Samsung conglomerate store, it would have done much better. Cause uh, just down the, the hall in York Mall is the Samsung store, right? And all the way down the mall. The, yeah, I know. Down the hall. It's it's still technically down the hall. It's just a really long hallway. Um, and I had to go in there a few times, and it always had more people than than the Microsoft store. But granted, a lot of those people were getting service on something, right? I was getting serviced on something as well, my, my old phone. But still, it's like I, I think that is what gets people into the store. Uh, because Microsoft, you can just buy most of that stuff online as well. When most of yeah, it, free, a, most of it's free shipping anyway. So, to me, it's always been kind of a, a useless store and a big waste of a retail space. But that that is just my opinion. So, do we know when those are actually closing? Or, um, I haven't even like taken a look to see if that one is closed yet. But I, I believe they were all supposed to like close immediately. I don't know what stock they'd have to liquidate because yeah, they could just free. send it back to there. 
they probably just like liquidate s- s- small things that aren't worth sending back to um, their distributor. Like for like Fortnite battle passes. Pretty much, yeah. Digital codes um, and cases. As we are motoring along and getting near our time threshold, there's a few other things I want to talk about real quick. First things first, the Animal Crossing new feature update. It's finally here. You can swim, guys. They've added a feature. Yeah. Well, thanks for ruining it. <laughs> yeah, they added swimming in the ocean, which is actually pretty cool. Like that was one big complaint that people had when Animal Crossing first came out. That in uh, New Leaf, right, you could swim. Yeah. You could go to the island. You could swim and stuff like that and stuff like that. Um, and I think I'm pretty sure we mentioned this in previous uh, in the distant episode. You know, like um, Nintendo. All of this stuff is in the game, or Nintendo is going to be adding this to the game. Um, when was the last time you played Animal Crossing? Um, when did I get super bored in Pandemic and quit? Oh, when my Switch was having all those problems. So probably about a month ago. So I haven't played probably in, I would say maybe three weeks. I went in the other day just to kind of make sure that Kevin hasn't moved out yet. Um but yeah, I haven't really played too much in the last um, month, I would say. And I feel a lot of people have started that or, or have started to play less because, you know, you've seen a lot of things already. So Nintendo, here they come with their summer update, adding new features, some new characters, some new things to do. And, you know, to, to pull people back into the game, keep it fresh. That's like the big thing, swimming. They they added um, some mermaid stuff, so you yeah, can you can. There's a new new um, Pascal, a new character to talk to, uh, and then they have another update in August at some which point. we know nothing about. Right, so that that could be interesting. See what they add in August, but yeah, it's a, as a, I would say it's a simple, small update, nothing too big. But it adds, I think, just enough to add a little bit extra gameplay that people were hoping for. Yeah. When does that come Speaking out? Speaking um, July 3rd, I believe, the update drops. So, yes. So just after Canada Day, just, so before, just before the great American flag and eagle day. <laughs> we like flags, freedom, and eagles. Uh, I... I for all our American friends, you have a lot of patience for your leader. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I have a lot of patience for games coming out, too. I don't know about you, but July is packed with some stuff. First off, I mean, David and I had no idea this was even dropping today, but Windows got an updated version of Trackmania, the 2017 version. If I see it on Steam real cheap, I'll pick it up. Not overly concerned with that title. Because you've played one, you've played them all. Yeah. First one on the uh, the docket for the month, though, that's big, is Marvel's Iron Man VR. Everybody, like, I've seen so much footage of this. I mean, I don't personally have a PS. Um, why can't I think of what that, what's a PS headset called? PSVR. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm just going to go lay in the sun. No, um. The game looks good. I don't have a PSVR, so I'd depend on somebody like David to pick it up. I don't have a PSVR. For me to play it, 
once I buy him a VR. <laughs> oh, <okay>. apparently. <laughs> you have two other VR headsets, though. I have one VR headset. I thought you had two. No, just one. Actually, I technically have two because I bought the uh, the Labo set. Uh, if anybody could see my eyes, they just rolled all the way through my head. Yeah, it's back um, <laughs> 380 degrees. I would definitely wait for reviews on this one, guys. I don't think it's worth the pre-order, mainly because if there is a bunch of bugs, you want to hear about them before you invest in a game like that. Um, I know personally I can't play VR games for longer than a half hour before. Yeah, the thing with VR games is that um, you expect it not to work perfectly because tracking of controllers and stuff like that isn't perfect still. So they could probably hide some bugs in in the game and you wouldn't even notice. Yep. Um, Next up, we have uh, we have an interesting day on July 10th. Five games are dropping three bigger titles Um, for racing fans. We have both NASCAR Heat 5 and F1 2020. Um, I mean, if you're a fan of the racing games are always good. I love picking up racing games when they're in the bargain bin or free to play because you play them for a little bit and then you get bored. Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in uh, Disguise is dropping on the the Switch. I totally forgot about that one. I had that one pre-ordered. So David's a pre-order guy. I I would like to typically wait for the review. But so so the reason why I pre-ordered Deadly Premonition 2 is because the first one, if you if you've ever played it, you you'll know it is like a cult classic. The game is so bad, but it's so good. Did you ever watch the show Twin Peaks? Yes. Uh, Deadly Premonition is like the unofficial Twin Peaks video game. Interesting. Yeah, it's great. The sound, like the music, doesn't make sense half the time. The controls are kind of clunky. The voice acting is not horrible. The graphics are terrible. It's awesome. It's such a good game. And the fact that Nintendo has supported a sequel, yeah, I totally got that. <laughs> um, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 is dropping on all platforms. And Sword Art Online is an action RPG for yeah. PS4, Xbox, and Windows. Yeah, it's another one in the series. 14th, we have Death Stranding hitting Windows. And from reviews I've seen, people are saying it looks better on Windows than it does for the PS4. And it's a Kojima masterpiece, or it's the masterpiece Kojima finally dreamed of, dreamt of. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so I'd I'd be very interested to see footage from that versus footage from the PS4. Um, Rocket Arena is dropping on PS4 and Xbox One on the 14th. That was one of the games that we knew was coming out. Um, 3v3 Rocket Fights. Let's go. July 17th, we have two massive games. Both David's probably already pre-ordered. Maybe not. But do you know what games come out on the 17th? I have no clue. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is finally being released for the PS4. Oh, yeah. And Paper Mario, the Origami King. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a big day. <laughs> that David checks his schedule and realizes he's working and he's just upset about it now. It'll be a busy day for you. Yeah. I'll probably pick up uh, Origami King. Yeah, I will pick up Origami King. I'm heavily waiting for reviews for Ghost of Tsushima, especially because there is rumors that they're changing 
there's going to be a day one upgrade or update that modifies some in-game stuff, but they haven't really been talking about why. So I'm wondering if it has to do with some BLM stuff and just everything going on in the world. I guess you could always play it with, you could always play it originally without having it connected to your, uh, connected to the internet, right? So it doesn't download that patch. You can see what it does. Yeah. Um, Crisis Remastered is coming out for the Switch, uh, PS4, and Xbox. That's going to be kind of fun to to see it again. I'll wait for the bargain bin though. Um, big or sorry, a bigger one for my childhood, and a few others coming out for the PS4, Xbox, and Stadia. We have Destroy All Humans coming out, the remake of that. I'm just so in love with it that I can't wait to play it. Probably won't pre-order it though. I probably wait to like get it within a month but yeah i'm excited for it um i think that is pretty much it for the month unless i'm missing anything that is it we have another big month in august um david and i did want to close out our show with uh a little canadiana content for you guys because we're not recording this on july 4th we we're not going to have a a top actors that you didn't think were an American list because everybody just assumes everybody's American. And we're just, we're just going to go through a list of uh, top 20 people that you didn't know might be Canadian. And uh, maybe some of them will surprise you. Some of them you'll be listening to us being like, I already knew that David. I already knew that. Come on. Everybody knows that Kim Cattrall's Canadian because she is. She is. She's a Canadian. Yeah. She's Canadian, British lives in New York. And she's best known for Sex in the City. How many of these that Canadian is. actors actually live in Canada, though? Probably. Actually, that, that'd be a very good guess. Um, we know Kim Cattrall doesn't. Yeah. I could tell you who's not on this list uh, as a bonus 21st one. That is uh, Sarah Chalk. She would be known for Scrubs and playing second Becky on Roseanne. Um, I actually just heard her on a podcast the other day, and she's currently residing in Canada through the quarantine and she is a very popular actor who also lives in L.A. Number uh, 19. Do you want 19 or 18? I'll do 19 because I watched I watched him in a movie once. Uh, Nathan Fillion. Fillion? Fillion. Fillion. Yeah, he's Canadian. Uh, also probably one of the most requested actors to play Nathan Drake in a potential uncharted movie. Wasn't it between like him and Mark Wahlberg and Mark Wahlberg, just so much more expensive. Yeah. But Nathan Fillion actually kind of looks more and he, he sounds more like Nathan Drake. Nathan Fillion also deserves the respect for a lot of the work he's done. Like yeah. he's a very famous television actor. He's been on, um, what was it? Castle. He's on the rookie right now. He had a long-standing guest Serenity, um, that show that was canceled too soon. Oh, you mean Firefly? Firefly, yeah. Sorry, Serenity was the movie that they did, which pretty much summed up the entire series. Yeah, and he, he offers himself as a voice actor in a lot of shows. He was actually in the first season of that um, Santa Clarita Diet, and then he became too expensive, so they changed him or his character. Mm-hmm. He's voiced in Big Mouth. He's had massive guest star roles on Modern Family. The guy puts in work. The next guy 
smells like you're uh, cooking something. He always asks if you could smell what The Rock is cooking. That's right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Canadian. Well, like pseudo-Canadian. He was born in Samoa. His father is Canadian and from Nova Scotia, and he is a Canadian citizen as of 2009. So did he have to go through the whole citizenship process or did they just kind of give it to him because his his father's from Nova Scotia and he's famous? Well, you know, I'm not sure, but for a guy who is Canadian and Samoan, how often do you see either one of those flags in any of his videos? Right. He loves that American flag. Yeah, I think it's just a status. Like, just so that you can say that he... He can come here with once the United States, you know, finally starts going into civil war. He can just hide in Canada and have no problem coming here. Um, I'm watching you, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne. uh, Actually, he was not born in Samoa. His mother is Samoan. He was born in California. Yeah. So he's like he's he's American. Yeah. Rock flag and eagle. This is probably my favorite on the list, though, and an iconic actor. Um, I would say probably one of the most well-known Canadian actors, Mike Myers. Darth, I was going to say Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Uh, Mike Myers. Uh, he is from Toronto. He's played many well-known characters, such as Austin Powers, Dr. Evil. The My favorite one, The Love Guru. I'm just joking. That movie's awful. It was awful. <laughs> Uh, he was on Saturday Saturday Night Lives, Saturday, Saturday Night Live. He he did a lot of stuff. Uh, does lots Shrek. of voices. Oh yes, yeah, Shrek. You know, uh, he was one of these uh, very well known, like not method actors, but he can play many many different characters. Yeah, he was also in Inglorious Bastards as the War General, and he was the Cat in the Hat. Oh, yes, the can that movie is actually pretty good. It's just when you think of Mike Myers, you think of solely Austin Powers, which I'm okay with. Next up on the list, the songbird of the Canadian generation, Celine Dion. Can't say it any bad about her. She made massive hits for the Titanic, Deadpool 2, The Power of Love, mm-hmm. everything. She's Celine Dion. Don't uh, chalk shit about our Quebec Canadian princess. Yeah. That's it. Now. Everybody knows that one, though. Up next, though, we have the song turd of Canadian music. Justin Bieber. We can skip that one. We've um, been trying to give this guy away for years. And And the funny thing is that they said that he was born in London. He was not born in London, Ontario. He was born in Stratford, Ontario. He was born in Stratford. They just say London because nobody knows Stratford. Him and his wife live literally 15 minutes from our house. Okay, so hold on. He was born in St. Joseph's Hospital in London, but that doesn't mean that he was born in London. Well, that means he was born in London. He is from Stratford, but he was born in London. Yeah, like they just like it's like when you order something and it gets has to go through a, you know, a different shipping company halfway (laughs) i don't know that would be like the argument like you're standing in the lobby of a building are you in the building or are you in the lobby of the building you're in the lobby see you're in the building i know but still 
you know, just because Stratford doesn't have a hospital. Anyways, so the funny thing is, funny story. A few years ago, um, we were at Rock the Park and the offspring was playing. Terrible, terrible live show. They clearly did not want to be there. Very ignorant. Um, They knew nothing. They knew nothing about London or Canada in general, it felt like. So they tried to, in between one of their songs, tried to like make small talk with the audience and um, said something about, yeah, you guys are like London, Ontario. Uh, Yeah, you guys, you know, are known for a lot of things Uh, like Justin Bieber lived here and everyone just booed it was hilarious and people were like he's not from london uh yeah he's had his ups and ups and downs mostly things that he's done has just um made every canadian just kind of lower their head in shame notice nickelback didn't make this list because we all know and i made you talk about justin bieber for two whole minutes you Next on the list about him, I had to rant about him. That was actually a pretty funny story. That uh, I thought yeah, no. funny. Whatever. I, I will give it to you. Next and on the, the list. offspring. Yeah, I know my favorite friend Matthew Perry, Chandler Bing, Ms. Chandler Bong. He hasn't done much since Friends, right? He had that one show that kind of failed. He did The Odd Couple. He did. Uh, I can't remember what. Oh, I think the show was called Go On, where he was the sports. Caster, he had a small movie career. He didn't do a lot with it. He did um, The Whole Nine Yards and Bedazzled and a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. He did something with Elizabeth Hurley, too, where they were, like, um, trying to... uh, The the movie... They were trying to, like, subpoena somebody in a divorce. And that was the whole thing. It was just, like, him and Elizabeth Hurley running around doing that kind of thing. But that's number 14. If you know Chanandler Bond... You know him all. And you know what? Because David doesn't want to do a music one, I'll do 13 and he can do 12. Um, Avril Lavigne is number 13. A lot of people... I don't want to do a music one. I don't know. I just... I took this one from you because you had the last boring one with Bieber. She married Chad Kroger. That was a big... And then she... Then she married Derek Wibley of Sum 41. She married Derek Wibley and then they divorced in 2010 and then uh, three years later she married Chad Kroger. Oh, yes, and they're probably not still together because this no, they is a divorced. very out-of-date article. They divorced in 2015. Yes. Number 12, I wanted to give you this also because I feel you appreciate him and you really turned me on to one of his movies, so I wanted you to have this. This I was a gift from me to you. to Keanu Reeves. I, I don't think yeah. a lot of people know that he's Canadian. I don't think he knows that he's Canadian. I don't think he knows it either. You know he was born in Lebanon, right? Yeah, so he's not really Canadian. Next, but he moved to he moved to Toronto when he was five. It became. A... I guess in order to be Canadian, you a, an easy way to be Canadian is to become famous and then live in a Canadian city. Well, he got a citizenship when he was young. Like he did all of his schooling here. That's true. So he has a better education than what he would have got in some other country. And so what's more Canadian than dreaming to become a hockey player? That's true. So this uh, this next actor is the legendary Donald Sutherland. I don't even know who that uh, he is. Actually, he actually just passed away. He is the father of Jack oh. Bauer, or Kiefer Sutherland, um, also Canadian. Great actor. Great acting family. 
If you haven't had the chance to watch Kiefer Sutherland's show, uh, Designated Survivor, the first, I think they abruptly canceled it for whatever reason, but it's phenomenal, the first three seasons on Netflix. I really enjoyed it. Number 10. Uh, you know I, I've uh, lost my. I don't even know who this is. Jay. I got it. Bruchel. Oh, is you don't know who nerd? Jay Bruchel is. He's the nerd guy. Who's the always, nerd guy. The always typecast. Dude, he is the original host of Popular Mechanics for Kids. Is he with Alicia Cuthbert? Yeah, that's him. Really? Yeah, and you would also know him as being part of the Seth Rogen crew. Yeah. Which is most of our top ten, I believe. Pretty much. But Jay Bruchel, like he is like he's done a lot of like independent films. Um She's Out of My League, the Trotsky Method. No, yeah, yeah, it was called The Trotsky. I was thinking about the Kaminsky method. So he was in the movie Trotsky, he was in um Tropic Thunder, he was in Um This Is the End. Pretty much anything Seth Rogan's in, he's probably been in for five minutes or less. But Jay Bruchel, the original PMK guy, even better and more typecast actor than Jay Bruchel is number nine on our list, the Brampton-born Michael Sarah. You would know him as George Michael from The Great Arrested Development. He was the main, like, I personally think he was better than Jonah Hill in Superbad. Um, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Super typecast. Like super he's typecast. Pro- he's probably like the most typecasted actor on this list. There was a TV show, and I want to like, I'm fairly certain it's Canadian, but Michael Sarah started in it or starred in it when he was a child. It was I think about like a sixth grade alien or something. Do you remember that? It was like this really terrible low budget television show. Um, no, damn, I'm trying to think of the show, it just like popped into my head. Oh, he was also in Juno, I forgot about that. Okay, oh, well, yeah. his acting credits go way back. It was called My Best Friend is an Alien, and it was on like TVO or something stupid, but it was all like it was this incredibly low budget television show that was shot here, and it was just like very very weird i will uh i will post a link for it at some point it is just wildly weird number eight kobe smulders i have no idea who this is oh my god Uh, i i I should have taken the easy like the even numbers yeah i don't that's i also never watched how i met your mother so that's probably why yeah but have you ever watched any avengers movie or captain america movie uh, She's Maria I, Hill. Who was Maria Hill? Um, I'm just joking. Nick Fury is like chick, side chick. Oh wait, I thought. Never mind. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah. See, I don't know who this is. Robin Shcherbatsky from How I Met Your Mother. She's done a lot of other like small things. Um, she's also married to Saturday Night Live great Taryn Killam. So there you go. Oh, neat. Oh, I've got all the easy ones. I got Drake. Yeah. Drake. Nobody cares. Or Aubrey Graham. Yeah. Aubrey, Aubrey Drake Graham. 
So here's from the thing Jurassic. about this Drake dude. People think that he came from nowhere. He was just working at a shopper's drug mart and then became famous because he uh, had his his music or something like that. No, he was on 145 episodes of Degrassi, The Next Generation. He was already in the spotlight before he became a musician. So And they they crippled him in a show. They had an episode about a high school shooting and he was put in a wheelchair. Huh. So you know you know in the whole I for this one and the next one actually, you know the whole like six degrees of like of Kevin Bacon? Yep. I went to a restaurant in Toronto. Um I think it was just after high school. A bunch of friends and I went down to the auto show and we left the auto show to go get lunch at a restaurant. And the girl who played his girlfriend for like a hundred episodes waited on us at that restaurant because she was still acting and this was her like second income. So my six degrees of separation is the girl who brought me my burger kissed Drake on Degrassi. There you go. Did she kiss your burger? I don't know. That would have been like kissing Drake. Yeah. In a weird way. But yeah. interesting, right? Yeah, I think you're a little too old for Drake to kiss you, though. Moving on. <laughs> uh... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, James Cameron. Famous actually... director. Yeah, except he li- he's lived in California pretty much his entire life. Don't care. Next. Most- he went to high school with my fifth grade teacher. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. And he had like, my fifth grade teacher had like uh, pictures on like the wall of like Titanic and stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah. He's made some, some good movies. I'll give him that. Avatar. But, but you know, sure. Just because you're born in, I think in order to be Canadian, you need to actually, did they change it? You have to like, there's somewhere, some country where you have to reside in the country for a certain number of months out of the year to maintain your citizenship. I kind of hope that's Switzerland because that would just be the most Switzerland thing to do. Yeah. Uh, Number five. A lot of people think this gentleman is American, but he was born here. Newmarket, Ontario. We've got the mask. We've got liar, liar. We've got Bruce almighty. Uh, He did kick ass and Sonic the hedgehog. We've got Jim Carrey. And those are the only, the movies I could think of really quickly. He was yeah. the Grinch. He started doing uh, stand-up in uh, Yuck Yucks, which is, I don't know if those are in the States, but Yuck Yucks are um, comedy clubs in in Canada, at least. Yeah. Is there any in, in your your city? Um, Near us? No, there's one in Hamilton, I believe. I, know that I don't think there's one here. I know that there's one in London, and I've been there a few times. But uh, yeah, I, I think, okay, sure. I'll. You know what? I, I take back what I said. The only person who we can keep as Canadian who doesn't have to live in Canada is Jim Carrey. Cause, cause I, so. cause I said so. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, he brought, well, I'm still thinking of cable guy, me, myself and Irene. Oh, um, so many movies, so many movies, characters. Is uh, one and two. Yeah. His most recent movie, Sonic. Yeah, he was it. I believe that he tried to get himself removed from Kick Ass 2, right? Because he didn't agree with um, 
there was a gun violence. It was just after a major shooting. So oh, he yeah. wanted all his scenes removed. Yeah, that's true. Who do we got number at number four? Is it a is it Canada's sweetheart? I'm pretty it, sure it is. Is she Canada's sweetheart? I believe so. I don't. If I you don't, if you don't think she's a sweetheart, you're 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 barking up the wrong tree. I don't really know who this is. I'm just joking. Oh Rachel Mc, Mc Rachel McAdams. Meh. I was gonna say if you don't know who this girl is, she's she's literally from London. That means nothing to me. Does she has she lived here more than like uh, ten years of her life? Probably not. Maybe. Um, no, but she has been in I don't know. I think she might have done her high schooling there. Um Rachel McAdams has done a lot of really, really big movies, including Mean Girls, The Hot Chick, Doctor Strange. Oh, and The Notebook, which uh, starred another fellow Canadian that we might see on the, the top of the list. Nope, she grew up in St. Thomas. That's like London. Nah, it's not. It's 25 minutes away. But she was born in London. Doesn't like matter. Doesn't matter. Not from London. Okay, fine. I'm moving on because this is one of my favorite actors. Actually, two of the top three are some of my favorite actors. This this gentleman has brought me many laughs, probably a few tears from those laughs. Ta- he taught me about drugs. He taught me about being funny. Um, and he Which you only me... really took one of those to heart. And <laughs> it's not the funny one. Wow. And he he also just taught me that you can like anybody can be anything they want to be if you just work incredibly hard. And I like I follow this man's career as much as I can. I try and learn as much as I can from his interviews, but we're talking about Seth Rogen. A lot of people think he's American. Seth Rogen is probably one of the funniest people on the planet. He knows how to write he is incredibly creative. He's in with the Apatow crew, which is huge. His best friend is James Franco. I don't know if you'd want that or not. Seth Rogen's just amazing. And like, we haven't even talked about his movies. Why don't you <laughs> marry him then? Jeez, you're clearly so in love with him. Can I tell you one fun fact about uh, Seth Rogen? Of course sure. I can. Sure. It's my show. <laughs> it's our show. Yeah, what the hell, man? I'm just taking over. Seth Rogen. And James Franco took a ton of heat for the interview. They took a ton of heat oh, yeah. because because North Korea thought America made this movie. Not only did they think America made this movie, they were trying to like, they wouldn't allow the movie to be played anywhere over there. And they were like threatening. Do you remember when they threatened to like attack yep, American theaters? Yep. The movie was shot entirely in B.C., by rogan's production company it's a great movie too oh it's so good randall park is phenomenal in that movie he plays kim jong i'm really upset that you get to do number two but i'll I'll concede because number one's pretty good as well i would say two is better than one in this list okay Uh, do you want me to do number one as number two and then you can do number two as number one because i'm okay with that too sure all right, so at number two, <laughs> we have Ryan Gosling. Man. Also, also probably not uh, not from London, but born in London. Okay, yeah, he, I don't know. He, he moved. He was a Mouseketeer. He he doesn't even he didn't even live in Canada for majority of his life. 
Well, let me ask you and the listeners. Do you remember a little uh, cable television show from Canada where, uh, like, this was before the sweet life of Zach and Cody on deck happened? Do you remember when Breaker High was all that everybody wanted to do? People wanted to go do high school on a cruise ship. Do you remember that? Uh, no. So, for <laughs> for those people who want Canadian nostalgia at their finest, go on to YouTube and type in Breaker High and watch as many episodes as your little heart desires. But that was Ryan Gosling in like as a high school age student playing the role of a teenager who is on a cruise ship for high school. It's fantastic. That's like early 90s, mid 90s, I think. I remember watching it when I was younger. But Ryan Gosling, he's done a few little movies, you know, a few big ones too. Yeah, he's he done a lot. He hasn't lived in Canada for majority of his life. Doesn't count as Canadian anymore. Moving on, our number one list. I'm stunned right now, but yeah. Number one is Brian Reynolds. Probably Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. Who's Brian Reynolds? Brian Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds' younger, more deformed brother. Uh, no, Ryan Reynolds, born in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, well known, more well known as the uh, Green Lantern. Um, less known for his roles in Deadpool. And uh, <laughs> uh, Van actually, Wilder. Uh, he he played the voice of Pikachu in the Detective Pikachu movie. Um, yeah, pretty much. He is he's actually probably a very well known Canadian actor. Yep. Now, based off of my requirements for being a Canadian actor, how long has he lived in Canada? Well, David, I'm glad you asked because he currently well he moved out to Hollywood um, at the age of I want to say 19. He did a bunch of productions there. He met his first uh, first wife, Scarlett Johansson. Lucky bastard. They lived between Vancouver, British Columbia, and Hollywood, and I believe New York. And his family now currently resides in both Vancouver, British Columbia, and Pound Ridge, New York. He is a dual citizen, and he spends his time he does a lot of producing uh, or production, sorry, in Vancouver. Um, his gin company is from Vancouver. Um, I think he spends a lot of time in Canada. All right, I'll he's been pandemicking in Canada. That's true. And uh, as a multi-millionaire, would you want like I? I wouldn't mind being up in the the north of Vancouver, pandemicking. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice with Blake Lively. He's got a pretty good life. Yeah. And he's really, really funny. Just so and, funny. And I think that's what he he seems kind of naturally funny. Um, any any time that like we I've seen interviews with him or anything like that, it just seems like it, it a lot of his kind of his his jokes are, are more like witty remarks kind of thing. Right. Like mm-hmm. he always has a reaction to something, which I think I, I like that kind of humor. Um, cause that's kind of how my humor is as well. Um, yeah, uh, that's our, I like that. He still clowns on the whole, like when he played the original Deadpool in X-Men origins, mm-hmm. 
Um, and like him and Hugh Jackman had that really fun kind of banter back and forth. There was a video released the other day where Ryan Reynolds, um, I guess, Zoom bombed uh, an X-Men Zoom call with like Halle Berry. Uh, I can't remember the girl who played Jean Grey, but like um, Patrick Stewart was in it. So like he jumps on and he brings in other X-Men like um, James McAvoy and uh, Sophie Turner. And they all leave because he's like, you were in one movie and it wasn't even that good. It's really funny. And yeah. Essentially, Ryan and Hugh just love each other incredibly. And their their whole back and forth is amazing. Also with Ryan Gosling, that happens a lot too. There was that whole thing where they'd send each other birthdays pictures with them cropped out of the photo. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. He's just genuinely a funny, funny dude. But that's it. That's, that's it. our list. I was going to say, if we missed any uh, actors that we didn't know were Canadian, we're, 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 we're terribly sorry. But like, there are up-and-coming actors all the time. But, like, Canadian to my standard. That's the... It's the David standard. Yeah. And, like, only four people on that list stayed in that standard. For yeah, we could have cut that list time. down significantly. I wonder what Michael Sarah does with his life now. Probably just like, do you think he just acts for like five minutes at a time and then just goes home? I mean, he's like, ah, oh, Seth I'm, Rogen has a movie for me. I'm just going to jump yeah. in it really quickly. And then I'm tired. Well, apparently they're going to do a, um, oh, he was in the Lego Batman movie too. Wait. Oh, that comes out in 2022. He's Robin. I didn't know that. He's, a, he's in four upcoming titles, but he's done a, a lot of like smaller things. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is probably one of the best things he's ever done and super bad when he was just like up and coming, but there is our Canadian bacon list. We had to add a little bit of Canadian content in you, uh, in, in you, into the show, because of course we are a Canadian entity and we, we are very proud to be Canadian. I, I know I am. Maybe David isn't as much, but, uh, from all of us to all of you, we want to wish you guys an awesome, holiday weekend wherever you're spending it in both canada or the united states enjoy the long weekend pandemic safely and you know just be awesome